You are about to experience the corpse cast. We would advise any listener who may be ill, pregnant, or of weak constitution to reconsider listening to the show for fear of an onset of health issues related to encountering bouts of pure shock or fright. For those who wish to continue, just remember to avoid fainting. Keep repeating, it's only a podcast, only a podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 321 of the Corpse Cast. I'm Mike. I'm Shane. So it has been a while. It has been a while. Life has, has I mean, it's funny because- It's you know, hit you. It, well, what it does is life, it hits you in the ribs and stuff. Oh, he's doing it too. That looks like yeah, it would hurt. Uppercut. That looks like right it would hurt really bad, to be honest with you. It's like that. Well, it's wild because like we have our we have our schedules, right? And then, yeah. and then uh, one week I had to go help with the, the snack shack. At a football game, and then I had to, then I went to a, a football game the next day, and yeah. all sorts of stuff happened. But tell you what, well, it's probably been what six weeks or something. Has it been I six weeks? Oh, Seems it like six? it's maybe four. Um, is it been only four? I mean, I feel like it's four, not six. Okay, maybe it's four. I don't. It, it's, it, listen, time is crazy. Time is not of the essence. Nope, especially when you get old. Yeah, it's a lot of things. You just have a lot of responsibilities, and you do it. But none of us are dead. Yep. And we're both happy as clams. Not yet. Like we're it. not dead yet. Anything can happen. I'm not dead yet. By the way, this is why I brought a gun tonight. Oh, you, oh dear. I've had enough of your shit, you <laughs> son of a bitch! You know what? It was it was bound to happen. I'm surprised it took this long, to be honest with you. And how did you get it uploaded after this? What do you mean? Like, if, the, if I shot the gun and stuff, you wouldn't upload <laughs> the episode. So everyone said, oh my God, did you hear... You go over here to, you know, corpsecollective.com. Oh, I don't know. If, I didn't know. if I guess you don't know that. I just, it just does it itself. Yeah, it just it's ends. Just, it, the, the corpse collect, or sorry, the corpse cast is such a force that it will not allow not to be right. posted. So it's if just, you were to kill me right now, it would go straight from this computer that's, that's Right recording. to Spotify and everything. Yes. God damn, he killed him live on the, oh, Lord. <laughs> Now, nah, but we're back. And for the for those of you who are asking, yeah, it's just been, it's just been busy times and and everything's fine, and we don't plan on doing that. But then again, we didn't plan on doing it that time. It's so. true. It happens. Life happens. You know what they? What do they say? St- life happens when you're on your way somewhere. Y- you well, know what's the saying? Uh, life life happen- happens on your way to. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Yeah, life happens. It's a it's a famous quote. It's in, you know, Chinese cookies. Life is what happens when you're. Yeah, I don't know. On your way to hell. Yeah, I can't I, remember. I, I think that's yeah. as good enough. It's funny because my notes I did for the very first time, right? And uh, and uh, I my little intro I, I wanted to talk about something very important. Okay, but um, it it no longer like has any. I mean, it's, it's I think it does. Far gone. Well, okay, so I was gonna say uh, I wanted to do a little PSA, and I, and this is this is very very important. Okay. okay. Um, I want to take a minute away from this horror metal podcast. You know, just you know, let let let's center ourselves for a minute, okay? Oh my, um, this is one, this okay? Everybody has been struggling with you know mental illness and, and emotional damage. You know, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, everybody does, but I mean, it's been especially bad the last few years because of COVID. Yeah, you know, we were isolated. You know, and we had to. There was a, a new way you had to live your life, right? It's true. And every, I mean, everybody's going through it. I mean, not one person listening or speaking right now hasn't had their fair share of bullshit that they got to work out in their brains, right? It's true. 
Uh, I, you know, because I know me. I've been overthinking it. I've been stressing a lot lately. How, however, however, okay, this time of year is about to take us all from there. And I put tomorrow morning college football season starts, oh, and that's Jesus. about to all go away. <laughs> but the thing is, is like our third game is tomorrow. And I'll tell you what, we won that first game. 51 55 to 21 which I was awesome the second game okay we won 26 to 20 and I was pumped okay oh no it's our fourth game coming up and then last week we lost so I'm back down in the oh <laughs> we're only ranked so number this nine. is about football yeah we're only ranked number 19 now we got oh, geez, we got I all the way up had to 12. a serious PSA about like suicide no, this is prevention serious. or no, something no well we I'm need like, to do that too oh my god yeah you know I thought you were gonna go and well, he went and did it. I said, "Don't do it." And my brother Dan killed himself. Nope, nope. nobody killed himself that I know. And oh. it's you know, it's okay. No laughing matter. But let's be real. Football is very important. It is, and to uh, some people, it's pretty important. And so I, I was going to say, not take that away. I hope you can be understanding to those who have been cranky and or morose these last three or four months. Right. But the problem is, is it started, and now since last last Saturday, I've been cranky and morose. Do you Again. get Do you get a little boner when you hear that? Uh, are you ready for the football? No, because they don't do that. They anymore. don't do that. Well, plus it's NFL, and I'm a college guy. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. you you love the college ball. I love. I the- did see the stats on there where Utah was. Oh yeah, I think Ricky Ritzy posted it. Yeah, or yeah. But it was like Utah was 15, and you guys were, th- and BYU was 13. Yeah, something like but that. But we lost it since we're 19 now. Oh, so yeah, I think we got to thirteen, not twelve. What, like I said earlier, but so we're only nineteenth now. And yeah. So and so now I'm down, but we're gonna win tomorrow. You're gonna do it, and it'll be fine. Okay. But it's just whatever. I mean, relax, fine. breathe deep. You know, do all Listen the to things Frank. you need to do. Wear that favorite T-shirt. Your favorite. Your oh, by the way, pants. okay. So this past uh, uh, was probably a week ago, a week and a half ago. That closet in the in the studio right now uh-huh. was packed just full of garbage and full of, you know, this and that. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need to make more room for stuff. People are moving in. I need to make more room. Mm-hmm. So basically, I went through that hole. I pulled everything out of it. Yeah. I threw away what could be thrown away, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what I found? What? A shirt that said... Uh, what's his name? Oh. My shirt. It's called... what? Who's that guy? Tom? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks pissing. Yeah. And Ricky was like... He's an asshole. He's not wearing my shirt, but uh, that was my shirt. Yeah, yeah well, guess when he what? got got me for for Christmas, it became Cassidy's bedtime shirt. Oh. So sorry, bro. Well, sorry, I apologize profusely. You didn't notice that? Like everything's a little different in here. I, I mean, not really. I mean, it's <laughs> it's still a bunch of horror stuff ah, and well. videos and stuff on the wall. But as far as you know, paying attention to restacking <laughs> and, and organization. Yeah, I, and, I, I, oh. took, I took great detail in in uh, filling back these the, filling up these shelves again and putting a couple of teeth. Uh, where's a new the TV uh, greatest and, award in the world? It's right there. Okay, there it is. <laughs> it's, yeah, I have my greatest. It's the only one that counts. Yeah, that's true. I moved it from there to there. I know. Yeah, you're that's, right. I should have noticed that right away. Yeah, you, that's the first thing you should check on during the during the day. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, so she's got Ricky's shirt, and good luck getting it back. Well, that's fine. She can have it, you know. But I did, I, I did legitimately go. Oh, I like that shirt, but I kept leaving it here. I think I literally will give it to you, you right know, now. Nine, that was a joke. nine tenths. I will literally nine give tenths it to you. Of right the now. law. It's been Possession. washed. It's been washed right now. No. I know, but if you... no, no, no. It's fine. All right. It, you know, it's it's my, you know, my gift to her. Oh, nice. You can have that shirt. 
I'll let her know. With Tom Hanks. What she never knew it was yours. I pissed Tom, on myself. No, it just says Tom Hanks pissing, and it has a bunch of pictures of him when oh, he's taking Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So, I mean, I don't really have much to say. It's been a long time, but there's nothing like extra special going on. I mean, I mean, yeah, there is, but, but it's like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, I, I did watch, I finally, you know, I kept bothering you about that, uh, the stand remake. Oh, how was it? Uh, Paramount plus, uh, it was like eight episodes and it was better than the other one. Better than the old Better one. Than the, bom, da, bom, da, bom. That one irritates me. Those old Stephen King made likes for to TVs. do everything on VHS first. You know, it like <laughs> you know, Sunday night movie of the week. Then he goes, All right, yeah, let's let's do something else. That's a, oh, that's a cat. It was okay. It was pretty good. Dialogue's still terrible. Oh, really? I mean, it's just Well, it's a Stephen King and it's, for this horror master. I don't know what he I don't know what he does, but in his books he's terrible with dialogue. Yeah, I well, I I, I agree like with you, but a lot of people in the will office. Oh, yeah. My new boss in the office. What's up, dog? How you doing, dog? Cool, man. <laughs> what is he? Is he? What is he? An Asian guy? Fifty-fifty. He's just a white guy that's like fifty-six, <laughs> seven years old. Uh-huh. And he just tries too hard. You know those people that that they say something to you, but then they instantly go, "I'm not." So yeah. he'll go, uh, you know. We should get these, uh, you know, baskets out or something. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying anything. You know, I'm, I'm not trying. sure. So you don't even get a chance to answer the question that they got because they go. Oh, but I'm, do- I'm not getting on you. Or anything right, here. right, 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 right. <laughs> you know. Anyway, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's a lot like that. The Stephen King thing was he's just terrible at dialogue, is all. Yeah, I yeah. happen to agree. But some of his stories are some of the best stories out there, and you, you, mm-hmm. you have to give him that. Uh, this episode, 321, we're actually talking about a band called Evergrey and their album called A Heartless Portrait, in parentheses, The Orphean Testament. Now, what does that mean? The Orphean uh, Testament. I looked it up. The I looked it up. Right, maybe I have it down in my notes. But I mean, everyone had a testament in there. They started digging them and pulling them out. They're like, oh, uh, <laughs> who's that guy? Get him out. He's not in that testament. So maybe there is an Orphean one, like an orphan. I, I'd, have to, I'd have to look up what that word means. I don't think it's... I don't think it's orphan, but orphan or orphan. We'll look it up. We'll look it up on Look it up. Please do that. That's from 2022. And we're talking about a classic of David Cronenberg's The Fly from 1986. Mm. We did get, I mean, even though we quit the the question of the episode, we did get a couple of uh, voicemails. Do you want to just listen to those real quick? I would love that. All right. Let's go ahead. We got Darian calling in. Here he is. Oh. Mike. Yeah. Jane. This is Darian calling from the padded room. So you're not doing a question of the episode anymore. It's a pain in the butt. That's just fine. (laughs) I wasn't going to answer your stupid questions anyway. (laughs) Instead, what I'm going to do from now on is ask you guys a question every episode. How do you like that? That's how the table turns. (laughs) So uh, this last show, Shane recommended a film called Climax, and I just watched it. And I don't know if I should beat off, (laughs) take a nap, take a dump. Go get something to eat or have a nightmare. Hold on. Hold on. Let me just say one thing. Yeah. Did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it. But, I mean, a film is supposed to move you, okay? When, uh, when you had all sorts of when movements you finish in there. A film, movements it's like you don't know. You didn't know what to do. That means that it confused you and it challenged you. And that's what films are supposed to do. Exactly. Uh, so my question to you gentlemen is this. What is the most fucked up thing you've seen in a horror film? Oh, man. Um, if you haven't seen Climax, Yeah. Go watch that. Maybe you should watch that you. first and really? answer that question. In the meantime, gentlemen, keep up the good work. I'll call you again next show. 
I love that's, it. See, that's, yeah, this that's is wild. what you do. You reprimand them. You say, we're taking it away. Yep. There's going to be no more question of the episode. We're taking away the calls. Yeah. Now they'll start flooding in. Of course they will. Just as spite us. I don't know. The most. I, I think we're going to have one of the close to the same things, but you go ahead and say what you think. Okay. Disturbing. So the most disturbing movie that I've seen that wasn't stupid, like a Serbian film was stupid, right? I thought it was stupid. Right. But I feel like the most disturbing thing, the effed up thing I've ever seen is the amount of brutal torture that that girl took in the in martyrs, mm-hmm. you know, for that just over and over. Like I felt like I was getting beat up after a while, right? Yep. It was like too much. But but that that's a close second. But I think the number one thing is the first time I ever watched Sallow, okay, was on DVD, right? And right. so it wasn't HD with the with the uh, nice clear, you know, and the dude in the the dude that was dressed up in a wedding in a female's wedding dress, right? eating the poop because of some, like, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. ritual. That, I can see it in my brain right now, and it makes me, it, it was just like, what in the holy fuck are people doing? What, I mean, how how depraved do you have to be to be in, to put yourself in that kind of situation? You know, yeah. it, to, to come to that point, like, I mean, I mean, I don't know, you know, like Hellraiser World. Didn't like, they all have plates of shit? Yeah, they, well, they all, yummy, they all ate yummy, shit, yummy, yeah, because yummy, apparently yummy. that's some kind of a, of a, uh, a, a delect, a de, a, what delicacy, delicacy, yeah, a delicacy for when you are sexually like tired of it. It's kind, of, it's Jesus. kind of like with Frank from Hellraiser. He'd 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 found every worldly you know pleasure. So he, yeah. but I never, I bet Frank never ate a plate of shit wearing a, a a lady's wedding dress. That's very true. So I don't know, but I I think that that one to me is the is the like weirdest thing I've ever seen. I'd have to say it would be irreversible. The oh, tunnel yeah. scene, yeah, 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 because that was just like I mean, I, and and there's that also was also an, brutal. There, there, there's also another scene in that movie. Does that have to do with the fire hydrant? Yeah, <laughs> that was some brutal shit because that looked so good. It was yeah. like, oh my god. But yeah, uh, yeah, Monica Bellucci in the in the uh, train tunnel there. That's pretty. I was like, god damn. And martyrs. That whole thing uh, was messing with me. I just, I mean, that movie like made me like feel sick and depressed. Just watching yeah. it, you know? It's and like- the other one that did that that we did on the show was, uh, uh, God, what's his name? And and it was the 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 torture porn guy and the 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 nipples, cutting off the nipples and shit. Remember? Uh, what's his name? He did slaughter, uh, vo- slaughter vomit dog. Oh, or, yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, other Lucifer guy. Valentine? No, not, no? not Lucifer. The other guy. What's his name? He did those. Oh, those- oh you're talking about, uh, see that red box right there? I got a box set with his VHS tapes in there. That that what white. Is it? What is it? Oh what, my gosh! I, can't I remember forgot. His name. I forgot his name, man. Oh shoot! Okay. And he did those like low budget, yeah, like, totally torture. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we did that on the yeah, show. Yeah, we You're did right it on the show, and I was like, oh god, that's pretty horrible. It looked. It looked. That was. It felt like it was. Like, he had the chick down in the basement tied up, and he was coming down there. And, and okay, so let me. Let me I want to say his name was Fred Gordon. Fred. Fred, Fred, uh, oh, I just had it. Gord. For, no, don't say Gord. Gordo. Fred Vogel. Vogel. Yeah, That's Fred Vogel. It. Yep, yeah. you're right, you're right. That was pretty disturbing stuff. Yeah, no, you're right. It's funny because I, like, I bought that. He died, I think. Oh, but, he did? Wait, is that him? Am I thinking of the right guy? Am I thinking of the right guy? Let's see. They're all dying, man. They're all dying on us. We're getting to that age now where people start dying. You're like. Yeah, he died. <sighs> oh, no, this was a different guy. Uh, no, 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 maybe I'm wrong. A different Fred Vogel died. No. 
Well, rest in peace, Fred Vogel. Yeah, I don't think he's dead. I think I'm thinking of a different dude, and actually, then I'm wrong, because the dude who did those is not Fred Vogel, because, oops, because he's still alive. Yeah. So. Well, rest in peace to the Fred Vogel that has nothing to do with anything, but he well, I mean, we, you know, we, we, Come on! We, we have a soft to, spot for everybody. We, we love him. We get that. Okay. You know, we love, we love him. Cool. Well, thanks for the call and the question, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to watch Climax, I guess. Where is? I mean, it's just like, imagine a bunch of dancey, uh, artsy uh, kind of kids being dropped off into this kind of building to have like a dance Wait party. Wait a second. I started, thing. I started that movie. Yeah, it was boring that. kind you, of, you said you started it, but then you yeah, didn't just finish like, it. Well, it gets way worse when they dump the LSD into the punch bowl. Okay. Because I remember they're all there and there's ladies walking around with their titties out and stuff. Yeah. And then it just goes off. Okay. Cause yeah, I, uh, the crazy thing was how it was shot because it was almost like they shot it in one shot. Okay, right. And the whole ca- the camera just moves in and does all this. All right, and okay. it just gets increasingly more bizarre. Yeah, okay. And so I just have to I just have to suffer through the first part. Yeah, and it's like every movie you suffer through the first five minutes of oh god he's picking up Seth from school. Yeah. Then they got to do this and they got to do that and then something jumps out or whatever. Okay. And then you go, okay, now we're into it. All right, I got you, got you, got you. Okay. Uh, now uh, Tony called us in from the Zony. Oh, the T man. Hey, boys, this is Tony out in Arizona. Don't really have too much to say. I was uh, kind of out of the loop for a couple of weeks, and then I uh, see here that you're not doing questions of the episodes anymore. It's hard. Oh, well. You anyway, can call us anytime. I have a quick recommendation for you guys. Um, I sort of rewatched a movie from the, I think it was from 1973. I watched it just a couple of days ago. It was called Black Caesar. And it would mm. fall maybe under the black exploitation uh, genre, although I think it's one of the better ones. Um, it's sort of about, without really giving any spoilers, you kind of have the rise and fall of uh, Fred Williamson as a, as a crime kingpin in 1973, uh, New York and Harlem, and sort of the stuff that he goes through. So, anyway. I think that's about it. I will uh, talk to you guys next time. Here it comes. Yes. Mine. Only two uh-huh. kisses. My favorite Smashing <laughs> Pumpkins song, 1973. It's every <laughs> it's... time I hear it, it's... You realize that that's not the song title. That's 1973. <laughs> it's also when I was born. Oh, 19... And it was also what? The Exorcist. It's literally called and, 1979. You know that, right? Oh, it is? <laughs> yeah. Fuck them, then. I don't like them at all. I'll never listen to that shit again. Uh, I don't like that. I do not even like that bad much anymore anyway. So, okay, there you got to go. Did you like them? Did you like them? Well, I liked when when, uh, when Siamese Dream came yeah, out. that's it's a Because like, I was in high school. Where, Today is the greatest. We're going, we're going to get our... That's when a Whopper was a buck, right? Yeah. So we'd go get two Whoppers. And we didn't even gain any weight because we were all in athletics and stuff like yeah. that. So we'd burn it off and we could eat two Whoppers for lunch and then, you know, <laughs> two bucks. It was like 213 or something like that. That sounds great to me. That's that's what I'm saying to you. Uh, I never added cheese, though, because that was 50 cents extra. That's a whole dollar yeah. for two. So you, ate you want cheese? No. Did I ask for cheese? I'm no. getting the dollar yeah. deal, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, my mom used to set out... Uh, she used to set out uh, $2 for like the lunch monies every morning. Yeah, my then, mom did that too. And then so we'd go and we'd have to give it to the cashier at the school lunch. It was two bucks. So we could, but we could take that $2 anywhere, you yeah. know? 
Yeah, my mom would do that with with the her three kids. Yeah. And what I do is get up early and snake a buck from each one of them. So- and I'm like. God, we're fucking starving over here. That's, and I was just like, that's Jesus. why you're healthy and, and a big they're boy. Fucking, and they're, they're uh, like, uh, <laughs> their bones will break if you look at them wrong. Like, geez, what's wrong with you? Didn't have their carton of milk growing up. <laughs> I was, I, I'm not going to lie though. We had the lunch tickets. Oh, gotcha. We, yeah, we yeah. got the, t- yeah. you know, uh, Martha, give, give him lunch. Yeah. The free ones. Oh, oh because gotcha. you know, he doesn't, his family doesn't have anything. We so had, yeah. we had tickets, but we had to give them for the carton of milk. But the thing was, is you could go back for seconds oh, after everyone ate. Gotcha. And I did that a couple of times. <laughs> it's like, people are like, you know, everyone has bad memories of their, their, you know, school Dude, lunch. And I was like, I loved it. Bro, I did too. First of all, they had those the little best. chicken fried steaks. Those little, yeah. they were the best. Best ranch dressing I've ever had yeah. to this day. Yeah, right. I've never had ranch dressing as good as it was in junior high school. Right, right, right. Um, pizza. There was something weird about it, but fuck, it, I it loved was, it. The thing is, is it wasn't like other pizza, but that didn't mean it was. It was different. It wasn't worse. Right. It was just different. I I never liked the peanut bar. You know. The, oh, the oh I love those. I so I'd oh, always I give that oh, away. I would trade. I would always trade my desserts for those chicken fried steak patties yeah and you have those uh that one scoop of mashed potatoes i always have as many of those delicious i loved it it's like what's wrong with the kids today (laughs) like get in that lunchroom try (laughs) things out see what you think my kids are doing it my kids do the lunchroom now and it's easy now i just go pay online and they do it and it's like whatever but it it doesn't even it doesn't even feel real to me but anyway yeah i let that lapse once or twice with my son they're like "Uh, dad they won't let me eat. And I'm like, oh fuck, hold on, let me get online. And there you go, there's some money. Exactly. They won't. Let, they wouldn't let him eat. Well, I would get an email when they would say you're negative in your. Oh, mouth. that's and right. Say, that's yeah. that's what they yeah, would so do. I would just be like, okay. Yeah, because then she'd tell me, uh, we're negative fifty dollars. Why in the fucking didn't you tell me, <laughs> dude? My son went to go get his student ID, right? And he said, Dad, they wouldn't give me my student ID. I guess my fees aren't paid. So I went online to look at the fees. 500 bucks and it's i'm like in what? what because he, he had a he, he plays football so oh. i guess that's 400 bucks i'm like shit did my dad have to pay 400 bucks for me to play every year jeez that's true well yeah. anyway he's fine well, he's your got dad, his idea. when you were playing he's like no i paid 200 yeah well right because it's the same value you know back in back 30 years ago practically when when i was at, well, i was in high school when i paid your fees ago. and 200 bucks you know i went down and got Dude, i was in high school 30 years ago that's wild to me oh it is. Okay. Wow. Okay, cool. It's wild to me. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so uh l- why don't we do this? Why don't we uh introduce the folks to some Evergrey? What uh tune would you like? I uh, know, I know what one I would like. Which one do would you want? Midwinter calls. Yeah. Do it. All Make right. it so. Let's do it.
it is time to take you into the dark and melodic underbelly of heavy metal. This band wandered the realms of progressive and darkness with their music. You just had a taste of this band, and let there be no gray areas. Uh, it should be perfectly clear to you. In fact, this band should be named, they should have named themselves Everclear. That was taken. Uh, but the band exists already, and they sing songs about men with athletic thighs. <laughs> I knew you were going to read that. So here is Evergrey. Like them on Facebook, official Instagram, Evergrey official, official SoundCloud, because they, I mean, if, when you got a voice like that, you got to have a SoundCloud. Absolutely. Evergrey official on the SoundCloud. I thought SoundCloud was just for rappers, but it's not. I have no idea what, what SoundCloud is. You put your beats, you put your raps on there, and then next thing you know, you're making a trillion dollars. Really? Uh, Actually, I take that back. I had an Uber driver once give me a SoundCloud. He gave me a little card. Uh, he said, hey, bro, I, I checked it out, and I was like, this SoundCloud. sounds like every other thing. Because yeah. I'm, you know, when, when you're like, you think that every band sounds like every other band because you're you're not very versed, and you know, mm -hmm. it kind of just all sounds the same. That's where I am on rap, so I'll give that to him. Well, a lot of people say that about extreme metals like death metal and everything. I agree. You know, people, your parents will say, "Ah, it all sounds the same." The worst, the worst part is when I'll say, "Hey, hey, daughter, here's a new band I like." Oh, this sounds like so and so, who to me doesn't sound anything alike, but to their, yeah, their, you know, they're, ignorant, they're brain, new. Yeah, I dare just, you could say new eardrums. Oh well, yeah, and I'm newer. I'm, I'm not saying that they're bad. I'm they just got saying those they don't. They're twenty year old naive. models where you got the like the fifty year old models. Exactly. You know? <laughs> It's like fifty-year-old models can't hear so well anymore, but we still have a, it's, a it's, decent. Like, it's the same thing that uh, you know the old folks when Elvis Presley and the Beatles came out. They say hey, they all sound the same. Exactly. It's like you know whatever. It is. It is what it is. Um, official website evergrey.net. A heartless portrait: the Orphean Testament, released May two thousand twenty-two. Thirteenth studio album, ten songs. What say you about this? Darkened, melodic, heavy metal band. I forgot to look up what Orphean meant. So, oh yeah, look that up. I think it's an orphan testament. Orphean, maybe you're right. Orphean, relating to, oh no, no, relating to or characteristic of the poet Orpheus. Oh, interesting. Especially in the in the being melodious or entrancing, they were entranced by the Orphean skill he displayed. Oh, they so, are entrancing. Yeah, they are. Okay, so so as far as this uh, as this band goes, I'm glad because what did we do last time? We did uh, we did Celtic Frost and then we did who? I can't remember. It's been a month. Yeah, Let's it's see. everything escapes my brains. A uh, primordial. We did primordial. Yes, okay, prim so so basically both those bands were like, I needed five whole listens to get into it to understand that they're just like yeah. this journey. They're not popping out the hits, right? Right. But, I mean, I'm not saying they're not talented or whatever, because I liked both those albums. In fact, I liked them quite a bit. Yeah. You know? um, it's something that you put on, that you do your thing. Uh, this was a little bit different, right? This band has less of a background mood feel and more of an easier sound that is, like, accessible to my ear. You know, my yeah. ears. Like, on the yeah. first couple of things. Uh, the first thing I accessible do... Accessible to the common man. You know, like, it's, I am, it's stuff where you go, mm, I am nothing oh. if not a common man. Hey, Michael Jackson... Wrote music for the common man. <laughs> he wrote you got a fucking, you know. <laughs> no, it's I agree. Shit with that him. makes the caveman, David the common Bowie. man, David Bowie did the same thing, the and, he, and he's a legend. You know all these guys. Exactly. Uh, I think the first thing I will say on this is the vocals are amazing. His name is Tom 
England. E-N-G, like it's spelled as Robert England, right? right. It's kind of the same way. Uh, I wonder if he's related to Peter Gabriel because there are hints of Gabriel in his vocals. Oh, yeah. A little bit. So I don't know if you noticed that or not. <clears throat> I bet you he'd probably say he's a fan of it. I didn't notice that particularly, but be, like, I, I bet you he would say. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I wish I could do it. I just ruined I just ruined both of those guys' legacy by trying to do yeah, attempt well, to do it, but, it, but I'll take it. Yeah, give me give me a couple bars of Peter Gabriel <laughs> on uh, In your eyes. I'll give you the beat. The light to heat no, I was I was doing. You can be an airplane. Oh yeah. Okay. So later. Yeah. Uh, he has later that he has oh, later. Gotcha. Okay. Um, okay. So here's a word that I didn't know before we started doing um, research for this band. Or fan. It's called coloratura. Okay. To a singing, which means he flu- it, it, it literally means like added color. To your voice. Color Tura. He fluctuates his voice at the end of a line to add a little quote unquote color to it. Right. You know, it's like, I mean, it's 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 very big it's and like, like R and B. I can be your hero, baby. <laughs> like he's, he, that yeah. was that I'm, was I'm talking. This is that this is perfect. literally like fucking like borderline. I'm just trying to show the people. You no, know, I'm now not, everybody. Does. I'm not. I'm not a you know a, a singer. But I'm we, just saying. We were just talking about Michael Bolton. Right. Now he does that. And, and Shane astutely said, "He's the Michael Bolton of heavy metal." I I'm do. like, that's that's not yeah. a bad thing. Uh, but he's got a great voice. He like he can fluctuate from octaves very easily and very quickly without like that 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 you know the hesitation point or the yeah. point where you can tell that they're switching. Uh, I was impressed with it. Um, but he can't. No one can do the Mariah Carey. Well, only Mariah Carey can do it. No. Well, he's also not a little lady. So, um, but this is another old school band from Scandinavia that I'd never heard of until you brought it up. Um, I haven't. I mean, okay. So I, it's they've been around since what 1995. Yeah. And it's also kind of weird that 1995 makes it old school. <laughs> I know for our brains, yeah. it's like oh my god, 1995 was like two weeks ago, right? But they've put out three full-length albums in the last four years. They had a release in 2019, 2021, and this in 2022. Yeah. Um, yeah this was a fun, like a, a good listen. And the thing is, okay, so you mentioned uh, progressive metal, right? Right. Now, I'm not saying this is on the level of Wilderun or Opeth or something. Oh, like no, that, no, no, but, no. But the thing is, is there are movements within this music. There are changes, and there are multiple different parts to it. It's not just like a Bush song where it's like... Yeah, I could see the I, I could see these guys opening for Opeth. That's what I... Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. But, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You have Bush, and it's like every one of their songs kind of like... Remember when they... What, what's that one band that everybody loves with... Uh, Glycerine. <laughs> what's that? What, Chad Kroger? Or whatever his name is. Oh, Nickelback. Nickelback. You know how you can put like two Nickelback Did songs? Did you say everyone loves them? Yeah, everyone loves Jesus. them. No, everyone, everyone I thought they were them. like the most hated band in the world. Yeah, they think that, that was, that's called uh, sarcasm. Oh. Guess, is, is what that's called. Okay. But you know how you can put two songs up together and they kind of sound like they go, never thought you was a wise man. And then, like, oh, and yeah. then they kind of fit together. You put two songs and they fit together. This is, I mean, so that is the furthest from this. Right. That This stuff is unique. It's a journey. Like I said, it's not quite like an eight, ten minute, twelve minute journey, like Thank Opeth God. or whatever. But, I mean, but the thing is, is these. I mean, these songs. Let's see. We, I, I'll we say got this. your five minutes. We got your four minutes. We got your six minutes. Yeah. But nothing. Uh, six thirty one is the longest song, and the rest of them, a couple and five, but most of them are in the fours, right? Right. And so, so uh, let me just ask you this real quick: if you're, if you're like, what's a good song length to you? I think five minutes is around yeah, good. four or five minutes. Yeah. Now. 
You have turned, and I've said this several times. Unless your name you, is Bowling for you, soup. have turned me into an Opeth fan, I love and it. I I love Opeth, I love and it. I think I you know you probably you love the entire catalog, whereas yeah. I love kind of this later stuff they're doing. Mm-hmm. I love it all, but I'm going. God damn, Opeth can write a long song, yeah, and I'm can. fine with that. But there's not a lot of bands that can because I get bored. Well, but like, the thing is, is like Opeth, they take it and they're like, okay, well, it's like you could you could you could take one of their 12 minute songs, you can make three songs out of it. Yeah, you know, but they don't. They they make it a journey. It's like it's like the Hobbits off in the Shire, and it's like yeah. this part, and then all of a sudden they're in the murky the murky mountains, and then you know stuff like that, and so it's very. And they good. rented those eagle fucking people <laughs> exactly. To save them. And there's a whole part, but then maybe they'll come back to the Shire later when on. In the Gandalf summer. comes over. He goes. Oh my God! Those fucking dwarves are going to be eaten by the trolls. The well, is, I got to bring the sunlight up. These guys Spoiler. did that a little bit, not to the extent that Opet does, but they did that. Um, I have to say, these guys are expert musicians. Uh, the yeah. dude on guitar shreds, right? Yeah. He did a great job. The, I mean, everybody in the band knows what they're doing. The song structure, the song composure, uh, composition. Sorry, I say composure, but yeah, yeah, I like either one. Well, the song composites, composure. I liked com- it a lot. Man, I like this album quite a bit. Save Us, Midwinter Calls. There wasn't really any I didn't like, to be honest with you. Yeah. There was one that was weird, like the, to end off the album with Wildfires, yeah. which is kind of a very, like a, a, a regular like ballad type thing. I kind of, yeah, I agree I liked the song, but I was like, oh, that's how you're ending? Yeah, yeah. you don't end on a ballad. Well, okay, well. Ricky I mean, what do was I a young boy. You don't that put song, that at the back of the you album. You put a throwaway song as number one that's high and powerful. I mean, that's probably yeah. not a throwaway song. That was a bad example, but no, I love that song. But you don't. But you don't end it on. I don't know. You don't end on a I'm ballad. A, you not, end strong. Everyone knows that. Let's you, put it you, this way: you got your five bangers where you go, bros. These are the bangers. You get two at top. Right. You don't end game. an album with more than words. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's all. Even though it's an amazing song, what do you think? Uh, I thought it was uh pretty dang good. Oh, good. I mean, I, we listened to it for a hell of a long time. Yeah, we Jesus. did. So I was like, my God, I got to. I, I listened to it the five times. And I was like, okay, now I got to refresh myself. Exactly. I did the same. Uh, beautiful riffs, heavy chunk and thunk, mix and mastery is great. Uh, scrumptious melodies laced with melancholy and sadness and loneliness with a twist of hope. If oh. you uh, add a sprinkle of roughness to the singer's voice, it would be Michael Bolton. <laughs> Uh, every track, uh, well, if you add that, is that what I said? If you add that? Yeah. Uh, every track, uh, had me pedaling me heart out. <laughs> pedaling yeah, me heart out. Yeah, because I was <laughs> listening to this goddamn thing driving down there. 8.7 miles from my work. You have to do that every day? No, I don't do it every day. I hit the buses and stuff. But Oh, my gosh. No once, wonder you're looking once, once a week, twice a week, I, I go, fuck it, man. Jesus, man. I got to listen to this Evergrey record. Yeah. I got to fucking cool. pedal it. Uh, so I pedaled me hard out uh, <laughs> uh, and pushing stronger. Save Us is is a great song. To I love that song. With. Yes. Um, so... I, I do give this a high, super high Spotify. I'm going to buy it. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to go out and buy this. Uh, I'm looking for... Uh, vinyl because I only buy on vinyl anymore. Jesus. Well, I don't know why Listen because I don't. This guy. No, I no, no, because I can collect guy. vinyl. Oh, I yeah. never like you see my vinyl collection down there. Do you know the last time I threw on a vinyl and actually listened to a vinyl and didn't just like, uh, like, like, well, that's send what, it that's... send it through my Amazon to the stereo. System. Wait, wait, just wait. Give it, give it, 
six months. You'll be in here with the lounge chair going, yeah. I'm listening to my records. <laughs> no, you're and you're right. But the thing is, is like I usually listen to it while I'm working. And I've told I've said it a million times. I hate to have to stand up every 15 minutes to to flip the, the yeah, record. Put on a Halloween record then. You got there's only so much 39, room. 39 there's only so much on room each side on of the record. No way. That's impossible. Won't you be happy when they come up with robots that come and, sir, the record is ended. Shall I flip it? <laughs> I just want to yeah, get one ahead, of those. Yeah, go ahead, Siri. Monday, Tuesday, happy days. So so they could just, like, I need to go backwards in time to get that thing. Yeah, I, I totally forgot about the, the record flipper. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't have one of those. And, yeah. Well... <laughs> Get on it. Then that's not the best system. Oh no, you it's were bragging about how great it was. Am I? Am I? Did I brag about it? Flipper. I've never bragged about my system, bro. I know. Okay. I know. But I got. I got that. I got both of those from for ratings. You got to. Create that. fucking oh, drama. Controversy. My yeah, you got to create a controversy. Got that from uh, uh, Graywell. Got that from Best Buy. And love I, it. Love and it. I got those two, those two speakers from Facebook or no from KSL.com. I love. It. Yeah. So there we go. Because they're still good. No, they're they're kicking ass, and they're slim and they're tall. Allegedly, they work pretty good for you, but you don't use them. So no, I use them every day, just not with my records. Yeah. So uh, there you go. Okay. You got to get into eight tracks. <laughs> I do. I I do. You you're going to be like, oh, you're a vinyl bro. collector, and some guy goes, I'm an eight track collector. Vinyls were before that, though. But here's the thing, too. You know what? I went through this closet, cleaned it out, like I was telling you earlier. You know how many CDs I found in there? I don't have a CD player, not in my car, yeah. not in my house, nowhere. And I, tapes, forget about it. You know? that, uh, well, I'll give you the answer. Put all that shit on KSL where you got your speakers. No, I should. In fact, I'm thinking about getting a CD player and a tape player. Because remember in the old days when we used to have like three boxes and and like those, and that was like the oh, yeah. pinnacle of stereos. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. So I might, I mean, I might look on there and get it, but. Uh, Back uh, in the day when you had the double cassette, yeah, you're like, I'm dude, fucking. Copying I got a double this cassette for Christmas for my bro. in sixth grade when I was in sixth grade. I got a double cassette. It was the greatest thing that the ever mixed happened. Mixtape, yes. You, you make- fucking go, man. You would spend ten hours curating the perfect fucking for a girl, fucking, and all or, it, or yeah, and all it was was. I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking of the right words to say. Yeah, it's all yeah. the fucking. And then you'd throw it, well, we got to put it, I want to fuck you like an animal. No, it was like, I want your sex deep. Yeah. Because it was, this was before. Yeah. I want to fuck you like an animal. Love. Yeah. <laughs> sex is natural. Sex yeah, is You fun. had to put some prints in there. I was on the phone with my one of my youngest girlfriends and... <laughs> I mean, not one of my youngest now. You were, you were of age. You were, yeah. But you know, and I just played the whole Purple Rain cassette with with the pause at the end. Hold on, better flip it, okay? (laughs) Are you are you still there? Hello. Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> she sounds you hot. Purple is <laughs> And I didn't even think about getting up and just setting the phone next to the speaker. No, you had to be I on, sat You, there you had to experience it yourself. It's really good, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm loving this song. And then and then your sister picked up the phone. Shane, yep. are you still on the phone? Okay. Cluck, cluck, cluck. I need to use the phone. Get off the phone. He's always on the phone, Mom. He's a fucking motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. Purple <laughs> Oh, the good times of the 80s and mm. 90s, folks. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. All right, what do we got next, Shane? <laughs> 
Let's get into a little. Let's see how well your brains work after all this fun oh, you've been having. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, so much fun. Let's, let Let's see how well your brains work on this trivia. Okay, we'll be right back with that. What's it about, by the way? You've been losing a yeah, lot. Yeah, you've been of, kicking my ass. Um, it's about. Well, I'll tell you right out. It's it's about. Uh, what's the movie tonight? The Fly. Mor- morphing into things. Oh, okay. or whatever. It's it's about. Uh, you know, uh, whatever, becoming. whatever that is. When I'm when you're becoming a a beast or a or a, something like that. That right, sounds good. We'll be right back. Corpse Cast Trivia with Mike, Shane, and Ricky. All right, it is time for some trivia. Uh, you've seen the movie The Fly. Have I have seen, seen The Fly. Yes, I have. It's seen. got uh, uh, Seth Goldblum in it. Mm-hmm. God damn, he's good. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's good, good in all. Yeah, yeah, all his movies, even those fucking ads that he does online. Oh, uh, the the God. ones where you find rental properties. I'll never fucking. <laughs> I've never these. wanted to rent so bad in my life. Yeah, I've never wanted to rent so bad, but also I'm so sad that I know that I'll never be able to rent. You know, you do rent like that, but but I love him. So let's get into some trivia. It's a kind of a body uh, body dysmorphia. Sorry, I pulled out a nose hair because I'm an old yeah, guy. I saw and, that. Oh my gosh! Now I'm now I've got my eyes watering. It's like you had a jalapeno or something. <sighs> I'm okay. Let's go. Number one, 2008 film. IMDb gives it a 6.1. Trapped in an isolated gas station by a ferocious parasite that transforms its still living victims oh, into deadly hosts. A young couple oh, shoot. and an escaped convict must find a way to work together to survive Crap, this I, primal terror. And it truly is a primal terror. You ready? Yeah. Splinter. Turn up the radio. That's right. All right, good. Now, here's the fun nugget. At around one hour, 17 minutes, at the end of the movie, Farrell gives Seth the key to a lockbox. This is getting every horror nerd in the world horny. <laughs> All right. In a bank in Platt. That's a town, Platt. Okay. And tells him to go there to get his nest egg to give to the trucker's wife. The address listed on the tag is 1060 West Addison. This is the address for Wrigley Field. No way. The home of the Chicago Cubs in windy fucking city, Chicago, Illinois. Harry Carey, God bless him. There you go. Ready? Number two. Number two. 2008. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, cool. I didn't realize that until now. (laughs) IMDb gives it a 4.7. Driven by biological excess, a man and a woman search for sexual fulfillment. Unaware of each other's existence. Unfortunately, they eventually meet. And the bonding of these two very unusual humans begins, uh, human beings, ends in God off and a God awful love story. Jesus. Took forever to speak. 4.7, bro. 2008. Good year. I need, I mean, that's seven years after the. The towers came down. That was uh, so we're rebuilding. We're happier. That's a year I got my uh, master's degree. That was a good year. Good year. Uh, stars: Anthony Sneed, Vivian Sanchez, and Charlie Danielson. Oh, and by the way, Charlie Danielson is my favorite out of the Danielsons that act. <laughs> out of the uh, out of the karate. He's got a brother named Miyagi Roger. Though. 
He's got a brother named Roger Danielson. Hmm. Kip Danielson. I don't, Charlie, I don't know if I know this, man. Okay, so say one more time, one more time. 2008 film, uh, 4.7, 4. Uh, driven by biological excess, a man and a woman search for sexual fulfillment, unaware of each other's existence. Unfortunately, they eventually meet, and the bonding of these two very unusual human beings ends in a god-awful love story. I don't know. I'll That's where you hear a lot of this. Like stirring the macaroni. And when you're doing the deep ones? Well, listen. I, my, ha- my, <laughs> that's my, what it sounds like if you're having a damn good night. Listen, my fiance was on the phone ordering a pizza. She, she's like, uh, yeah, give me the 12 inch, right? I said, oh, I'll show you 12 inches. Grab my crotch. And I said, four of these. But four of these. In the ass, she said, I don't think so, Michael. <laughs> All right, I don't know. I give the deuce. Oh, did I say in the ass? I didn't mean. I didn't mean in the ass, honey. Uh, here's the fun nugget. Yeah, Director. A- oh, it's uh, bad biology. Oh Our wonderful my pop. gosh! No, Frank, Frank Henenlotter. Yeah. Oh. Director Frank Henenlotter was diagnosed with cancer a month oh, prior my. to the shooting of this picture. Every morning, bro, we did that on the show. Yeah. Oh. Every morning, he would get radiation treatments for the cancer and show up at the film set by 9 a.m. to do a day's shooting. Ah, oh, bummer, man. And this is also great. And Besides his cancer. That's great, too. And a fire broke out on the uh, uh, at the mansion location during one of the days of shooting. Director, co-writer Frank Hendenlotter had to extinguish the fire with cans of Diet Pepsi. Oh, my gosh. Because there was no running water in the mansion. Oh, I cannot believe that I did not get that. I am a little bit bummed at myself. Okay. Here we go. Number three, 1982 film. Jesus, getting away from those 2008s. Okay. Get out of here. Film, IMDb gives it a 6.1. A young man carrying a big basket that contains this extremely deformed... Formerly conjoined twin brothers seeks vengeance on the doctors who separated them against their will. So we're doing a Frank Henenlotter night a little bit here because that's basket well, case. The first two weren't. Well, right. I'm just saying. Now we are. Now are now, you gonna I are you gonna sing my song? Are you gonna sing my song? Turn up the radio. That's right. What is it? Basket case. I said basket case. Yeah. Check Kevin the tapes. Van, check the tapes. Kevin Van Hentenrick. That's a great ni- name that rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah. Van Hentenrick. Rick. <laughs> Rick, yeah. Mm-hmm. Beverly Bonner and uh, <laughs> Terry Susan Smith in that movie. You know, I'm Here's 14 years old. You said Beverly Bonner and I laughed. Because I didn't say Bonner. I no, said Bonner. I laughed because Bonner's so, hey, close you want enough. A fucking big Bonner in your <laughs> asshole right now, sweetie cakes. Uh, fun nugget. According to writer-director Frank Henenlotter, he was emboldened to make the movie because he believed that nobody would ever see it. He claims to have been horrified when it became a success. More than 30 years after its initial release, uh, it it's remains a, thing a cult now. classic. Yeah. Here we go. Number four. 1990 film. IMDb gives it a 5.4. Dwayne and his basket-bound mutant brother are taken in by a secret home for wayward freaks with journalists uh, journalists hot on their trail. Okay. What is that? Basket Case 3. Turn oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Basket Case 2. 
Can I? I mean, we got to check the rules. Case for, no, get, I remember. I get, answer. No, I get three guesses. Remember, that's been the whole time. Ask Ricky. Oh, wait. Oh, my Ask God. Ricky. Okay. I, I thought it was so three. you're going with basket case two? Yeah. All right. Turn up <laughs> the radio. Fun Nugget. Frank Henenlotter admits to being fueled by Jolt Cola during the filming of Frankenhooker. You know what the, the irony is? is and that's this, a real thing. And this film to the point where Jolt Cola agreed to sponsor them. Wow. With there being uh with there being publicity publicity photos of the freaks drinking Jolt Cola and wearing Jolt Cola brand clothing. Interesting. Do I sound I'm, frothy? I'm glad I no, you seem fine. Uh, it's, it sounds like I'm a little spittier. I guess I win, but okay, so let's go. Let's go to number five. Number five, 1991 film. IMDb gives it a case three. Oh. Oh my god. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a minute. My God, this he's got it. Turn up, up that stupid. Oh my God. St- yeah, I'm looking at it right here. It says starring Kevin Van Hatenreich. Hatenreich. Uh, here's the fun nugget on that. Director Frank Henenlotter admitted in an interview that he had to remove 11 pages of the script during <laughs> filming because the producer decided to make the film less gory. Oh, bland. Watching to oh this is a this is a secret nugget for people that may have not seen Basket Case Three. Okay, watch until the very end of the final credits as there is a few seconds of film shown. I do. Could not there that. be a Basket Case Four? Ooh, it's it, it will have been a long time, and I'll tell you what. Uh, those movies are amazing, and they're they they like the first one was like grindhousey, right? The second one was a little brighter. Third one was batshit crazy and bright, but it was bright and like happy because the nineties. It was great. Yeah, I don't know that I've seen those two, but now I really want to. <laughs> yeah, you got to what movie? Uh, climax. That's what I go. Okay, okay. So uh, now we're gonna be talking about the fly. We're gonna play a trailer for you guys right now. We'll be right back to talk about them. Tasty. I think you're making a mistake. I think you really want to talk to me. Sorry, I have three other interviews to do before this party's over. Yeah, but they're not working on something that'll change the world as we know it. They say they are. Yeah, but they're lying. There is a limit, even to the imagination. Human teleportation, molecular decimation, breakdown, and reformation is inherently purging. Where our greatest creations meet our deepest fears. Something went wrong, Seth. When you went through, something went wrong. You are about to go beyond that limit. Those weird hairs that were growing out of your back, I had them analyzed. But they were definitely not human. If you saw how scared and angry and desperate he is... I'm sure Typhoid Mary was a very nice person, too, when you saw her socially. No! You're afraid to be destroyed and recreated, aren't you? You're changing, Seth. Everything about you is changing. Oh, no. What's happening to me? Am I dying? I want to know what's going on. What does the disease want? Wants to turn me into something else. Oh, no. A fly got into the transmitter pod with me that first time when I was alone. Don't go back to it. It could be contagious. Uh, I'm afraid! Don't be afraid! No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Ah! 
right, everybody, you just heard the trailer for The Fly from 1986. Unlike the movies that Shane brought up in the trivia, yeah. this movie got a 7.6. Jeez, that's a good... I mean, I see it. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, it's a classic, right? It's a classic. Uh, d- written and directed by a guy named David Cronenberg. Um, I, you've probably heard of him if you're listening to this podcast right now. He is a what we call a master of horror. 37 writing credits, 48 directorial credits, 38 mm. acting credits. I'm not going to go through all of his filmography because you should all know about this. Yeah. Um, You need to go back and do some homework if you haven't, if you don't know him, but required horror viewing from him. Shivers, Rabbit, The Brood, Scanners, Videodrome, The Dead Zone, The Fly, which is this movie, Dead Ringers, Naked Lunch, Crash, which effed me up, by the way. Crash was a wild movie. I don't think I've seen Crash. Crash is about people who get sexual gratification from getting in car wrecks. And that had, uh, didn't that have the chick from Friends? Oh, yeah. The hot I, one I that her nipples so. were always poking through her show. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't. Jennifer I don't remember. Aniston. I don't think so though. Uh, Existence, Spider, and maybe Crimes of the Future. I just watched that a little bit ago. Crimes of the Future, brand new one. It wasn't as shocking as everybody said because you take it to this film festival and they're like, everybody walked out. It was so. I watched it. I was like, yeah. I know they always say that. It was okay. Uh, he also has uh, some amazing non-horror films as well. History of Violence, Eastern Promises, Maps to the Stars. They're all good. So check it out. Yeah. Okay. We got uh, starring Jeff Goldblum as Seth Brundle, Gina Davis, by the way, in my favorite ever role of hers. Uh, Beetlejuice, she was amazing in, but I feel like it's because I like the movie. But this movie, she was amazing in it. Yeah. Uh, John Getz as Stathis Borans, Joy Boschul as Tony, blah, 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 blah. David Cronenberg is the, is the gynecologist. Let's go over the plot, shall David we? Tr- oh, that's right. Yeah, he, yeah, he was okay. there. He had, yeah. he made a little. He made a little. Uh, he had the mask on. Relax. We're just come on, calm down, ma'am. Seth Brundle is a brilliant scientist. He has been wrapped up in his new experiment for quite a while, an experiment that ha- he hasn't told anybody about until he attends a party thrown by the company funding his work. He meets Veronica. They call her Ronnie. They call her Sharani. Shawnee, Ronnie, doo doo. As as in, in at this party, he becomes enamored with her. He takes her back to his place. It's kind of like a warehouse space where it seems like he lives there and stuff like that. But it's kind of like a loft, seedy warehouse. part of town. Yet yeah. it's a cool loft. Yeah, but he's like he, he's there for his science. How much is the rent here? I'd say it's about <laughs> four fifty a month. Oh shit! Yeah, I'll take it. But there are murderous killers and stuff in the streets. That's, right, fine. that's fine. For four hundred fifty, I'll take it. Uh, he shows her his experiment. His experiment is basically a couple of telepods. That's right, telepods. Yeah. Where the idea is that you put something in one, run the sequence, and then the item is teleported to the other pod. Yeah. However, up to this point, he has only been able to transport inanimate objects until one day that Seth Brundle discovers that the machine is creating a synthetic version of biological matter rather than the object itself. He reprograms the system for it to be able to actually understand the makeup of a living tissue and successfully teleports. And you know all that because you do. It's like, oh, my God, I put that one fucking backslash in there. Exactly. That oh, no, the code. Up. Yeah, yeah. No, I know that. The code. I could you, do this right now. That. If I had telepods, I could do that for sure. I'm I sure. mean, the telepods sure are the hard part <laughs> where you're like, Jesus, who do I get to build those that's not going to fuck it up? They have to be fucking mathematically perfect. Boom. Do you know anyone that could build a telepod or I'm not going to lie to you. I think that's too much pressure for my code. I don't want to like, uh, let me, let me tell you this. Uh, so he, he, so 
he successfully teleported his second test baboon. Yeah. What happened to the first one? And that one it was got fucking climbing. <laughs> that one climbed up him like, oh, God. Here's the thing. I wonder. Okay, so I know I'm going through the plot, but I mean, where do you go? Is there like a baboon baboons. store? Is there a baboon store? You like yeah. walk down to 7-Eleven and next door, there's a baboon store for your- He's stuff. not all that shocked either when it comes out like fucking- you know, Well, I mean, he's a scientist. He's seen some shit The worst life. fucking ground beef that you've ever fucking seen. You know, like- I ain't cooking that, bro. I mean, I used to shop at a place called Reams, where it was like they re-sprayed- the fucking dude, we literally, we literally got our red paint. We got our wedding cake from Reams. Yeah, and they're going to do a great job, but I hope they don't respray the meat or whatever. I'm just saying they used to put this. Is like, look at no, how I know, pink, no, look so, at how pink that is. That's some good fucking meat right there. Reams is and still around. Busted open, and it's like. By the way, your Reams brown. is gone. Your Reams on State Street is gone. Yeah, it's but gone. there are more Reams around. Because they said, shut it down. Yeah. Has anyone died? We don't know. Shut the fucking place down. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ronnie mentions this experiment to her editor at the science magazine. Dude does not like it at all. Apparently, they've been dating, and now he's all jealous. He threatens to publish the story before Seth is ready, and that's no good. Well, one night, Seth gets drunk. He makes a bad decision, but haven't we all? Okay. Yeah. He convinces himself that he's ready for that this is ready for human testing, so he tests it on himself. Problem is, is there's a housefly mm. inside the telepod that Seth, that Seth steps into. You know, uh, he's like, "Hey, baby, don't worry, there ain't no fucking flies in here. <laughs> what are you talking about? <coughs> this is the cleanest fucking dirty loft you've ever seen in your fucking life in this part of town. Four hundred fifty <laughs> in this part of town. Come yeah. on, bitch. But the thing is, once he does that in the beginning, it seems amazing." He feels like the teleport, the, the telepods and, and him teleporting has a cleansing effect. Yeah. Seth is able to perform feats of strength and agility that he has never been able to do before. However, there seems to be something wrong with his brain. He becomes more maniacal by the day. Dare I say he becomes more fucking, what's the guy's name? Seth Goldenberg. What's his Goldblum. name? Goldblum. Goldblum. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. He becomes more Jeff Goldblum. Than he ever than has. Than he ever been. has been. <laughs> He continues to go out with Ronnie, but she's concerned because though Brundle has an enhanced physical abilities, he also seems to be deteriorating both in mind and body. From the boils on his face to a new set of coarse hair growing in his back. The deterioration doesn't phase Brundle, though. His mind seems to be more focused on the experiment the more he deteriorates. Basically, they learn that Seth's Brundle DNA and the DNA of the housefly have merged and Seth is slowly devolving into dum-dum-dum. Brundle fly. Yeah. How far will Brundle's condition, sorry, condition worsen? Where does Brundle get all these baboons for his experiments? And yeah, what does it look like when the human female gives birth to a giant fly larva? Find out by watching the fly from 1986. Shane, what do you think? I'd like to see fucking Dateline do something on where is he getting those fucking bad no shit because i'm like you just i mean you know he's fucking if somebody was he runs around completely naked all the time and that one jumps up in his arms like are i know she's you know i I heard that like they had a problem with some of the baboons but since since uh jeff goldblum six foot four and he was kind of you know fit and buff that they respected him because he was so big. Yeah. I heard that. Because they go for the fucking fingers, the balls, the dick and balls, (laughs) and your face. That's crazy. That's what chimpanzees do when they're after you. That when they want you to fucking die. Yeah. Dude, there's this disturbing video of a guy that like 
falls out of a canoe. I'm not sure I want to watch that. And these fucking chimpanzees race down the beach and just drag him like he's a rag doll. No shit. Well, they have super strength with tiny dicks. And then they take the face, they take the nuts, they take the fingers. But let me ask you, if you needed a baboon by tomorrow, where would you go? Yeah. I have no No. idea. I mean, yeah. You're like, uh, I know this is going to be, you got to start every conversation on the phone with, I know this is going to sound weird. Right? Yeah. I know this is going to sound weird, but where can I get a fucking baboon around here? In Utah, you're not getting a fucking baboon. You don't think there's any baboons ready for experiments here in Salt Lake? The zoo might go, all right, what are we talking in cash? You know, because we'll. Good point, because Hogle Zoo needs, they need a lot of money. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll take the fucking money if you got it. (laughs) Yeah, right. I think that's our only option here, to be honest with you. Yeah. Anyways. It's a fantastic movie. Good. Come on, it's a classic. It, of course, it is. It a is. Cla- it it's really a high is. fucking buy. I feel like this was a low hanging peach or apple that we've never done before. Yeah. And it's like, so just so you know, next time we're gonna do a hard shitty movie mm-hmm. because this one was a slam dunk. Yeah, I love this movie. It's like a fucking Shaquille O'Neal. You're oh, just yeah. slamming it in the, yep. in the in the basket. I agree. And going for it. And who doesn't love fucking Jeff Goldblum? No, everybody does. I'll watch him in anything. Shit, I'll probably watch a terrible goddamn love movie Ew. if he's in it. Going well, you know, I'll gotta watch, draw the line I'll at somewhere. At least watch. Pal. You know, he's going to be a psychoanalyst. Analyst. Yeah, because he's he, he talks. Well, smart. what do, what do you what do you talk? You know, about? life uh, uh, finds yeah. a way. Type of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I watch that bit of the movie, and then I go, okay, fuck the rest of it. I don't care. So okay, so let let's be real. Let's talk about Cronenberg for a minute. He's gross during Brendel's transformation because it's Cronenberg. He has lines where he's philosophizing about the flesh. Yeah. He's like, what about my flesh? The flesh doesn't matter. I am evolving. Because I am evolving into something Cronenberg more. Cronenberg is all about the flesh, right? Uh, this uh, this movie won the Best Makeup Oscar in 1987 for Chase Wallace and Stephen Dupuis. Dupuis? Dupuis. This was warranted in the best Cronenberg way possible. The practical effects in this movie are gross, horrifying, completely satisfying. Yeah. Tons of gross outs. Um, I mean, it's no surprise that Goldblum, uh, sorry, Goldblum and Gina Davis were amazing in this. They were actually dating at the time. Oh, they were, yeah, which is wild. That's how she got the part. I mean, I mean, they had a lot of people. Gold, Gold, like, Goldblum's mm, like, yeah, mm, mm, yes. I've got My a, favorite mm, thing about this I've movie, got the perfect actor. <laughs> mm, I've got a great actress for this part. Mm. Oh yeah. The, so, because she lets me uh, mm, put my penis inside of her vagina. Uh, mm. Yeah. <laughs> I think the favorite part, my favorite part about this movie, besides the wonderful special effects, is Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum's, Goldblum's, <laughs> his uh, performance as he's becoming mentally unstable. Yeah, I mean, it's like he degenerates. Uh, he's starting to he's starting to bring up these all these old things he knows. He's a smart ass motherfucker in this. He's like taking profound and amazing prose from classic literature. Yeah, and de- delivers it as if it's part of this situation. Um, I mean, the whole movie's kind of a metaphor disease, and maybe some people think it was about AIDS back in 1987, stuff like that. All right. But the bottom line is, he did a great job metaphorically. If you look at this metaphorically or not, this was a crazy good movie. Yeah, it was. Well done in every way. uh, My favorite, uh, one of my favorite things about the 80s is, is every single movie you have, you got a dickhead in a suit, right? Uh, this movie was the magazine director, or sorry, editor. You had Ghostbusters, had Walter Peck. Die Hard had Ellis, the guy who said Boobala, you know, and tried oh, yeah, to yeah, uh, yeah. that guy. On and on and on, the 80s had this. 
Um, so, so here's the thing. I watched this. I watched The Fly 2. And I watched Vincent Price's The Fly. Oh. Right? I got to say... All of those have their different things, their different good points, bad points. This blows those out of the water. Yeah. Not I mean, Fly Two was fine. It was it was okay, but if you I remember th- seeing it, but I can't remember anything. Well, I about had that it. redhead guy, I can't remember his name, but it wasn't great. Oh yeah, it was uh the guy that got kicked from uh freaking uh 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 was that the same guy that got kicked from uh, uh Michael J. Fox movie? I have no idea, dude. The guy that was supposed to be Marty. Fly. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe he was. Maybe and, he was. And he was the guy that played Mask. He was. He uh, was. Yep, that's the guy. That, I, so I can't remember his name. Yep, you're right. You're right. Deuce twice. And he was good. He was good in it, but it, the movie didn't compare. Uh, I'm gonna bot to blow your mind. Okay, guess who was a producer on this? Mel Mike Brooks. Cadaver. Really? Mel Brooks. And the thing wow. is, he kind of hid that because this isn't very Mel Brooksy. Yeah, I mean, this isn't a hilarious. He's like, I still like money. I'm oh make, no, I Mel Brooks did it. But the shit. thing is, so so at the time, he kind of kept his name off it because you know he didn't want people going in there going, "Oh, this is a Mel Brooks movie." Blah blah blah. Uh, but I th- I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I had, so go to their IMDb. There's a lot of trivia, a lot of great trivia that I'm not going to go through on this. But uh, no, I give this a. High, 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 high buy. Yeah, you got to give it a high movie. buy I or love a bone. I was, I was close to bone, but it's like, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can yep. do it. I, we, you, so you can only give those to the very, very, very best. I mean, it's got to be a mind blower where you're like, my heavens. That's, that's, it's where you stand up, literally. You're like not like one of those fucking irritating people you see in the movie theater that clap yeah. at the end of it. Like, oh, I love this movie. But you you stand up, you give it a standing ovation, you say, "By God, that is a good movie." Loved it. So yes, indeedy. I too give it the the old high bye. <laughs> okay, so guys, even though we're not doing the question of the episode anymore, you can call in at three five three five one nine two seven three to leave any feedback you'd like. Yeah. Go to corpsecollective.com, see all our stuff. We're on Spotify. We're on YouTube. We are we're, we're, we're wherever everywhere. fine podcasts are found. We're everywhere a good uh, mold or fungus can be found. You can find us right there, find- si- honey, sister, John. Hey, just get in there and get busy with it. You got anything else to say? Nope. So for the Corpse Cast, we'll catch you guys later. Bye. How many-